Hello, all, and welcome to The L Show. I am your host, Dr. Nicole Eastman. The L in The L Show stands for leaning in, which means that we will not shy away from any subject, no matter how taboo, no matter how uncomfortable it may be. Things like menopause, sex and libido, mental health and depression, difficulties with weight loss and all the other topics that are important to us during this time. So um, we are really happy today because we are going to have some conversations around, I think, things that are on people's minds, and that is around our healthcare system and some of the issues that we are facing um, from shortages, and that includes medication shortages, staffing shortages, finding a, a good uh provider, all of these topics we're going to try to get into today with, with you guys. Um, but again, um, I want to first introduce my, well, reintroduce <laughs> my guest co-host. That is Dr. Josette Jofrida. She is the owner of Refresh Medical Spa. And I always want to say Refresh Medical Spa and not say and wellness. Yeah. But today I'm like, it's and wellness, Nicole. And I didn't say that on our last show, by the way. Anyway, sorry, we're getting off topic. So I'm introducing her. So tell us about you, like your background. Give us a little bit of um, history here. Well, thank you for having me back. Absolutely. Um, my goodness, it goes all the way back to 2001 where I started mm -hmm. basically primary care. Actually, then I was in a health department, but I was in uh, primary care for quite a long time until about 2021. Um, and then I had been in the med spa arena prior mm -hmm. to my leaving primary care. But yeah, so I feel like the topics we're going to talk about today are really at the forefront yeah, of exactly. healthcare. Exactly. So we are going to definitely get into it. I just want to give a little quick plug, of course. Um, I own Rose Pharmacy and Boutique Apothecary in Cornelius, North Carolina. And our focus is on functional medicine. We compound medications specifically formulated for you based on your uh, a script from your provider. So you just think of us as the MacGyvers of medicine. You can find out more about us on Instagram and Facebook at Rose Pharmacy and Boutique Apothecary or on our website at www.roserxboutique.com. And what, another call out here is that the information that we present on this show is not intended to take the advice of your provider, and it may not be suitable for all audiences. So let's get started. So the first thing that Josette and I really want to talk about just around this whole thing, um, you know, she mentioned that she was in primary care and, you know, she got out of, well, she moved into this arena and I myself um, was in, um, before what I'm doing now, I was, um, an exec with a, a retailer, a pharmacy retailer. And, you know, what we experienced was really the, the staffing shortage was a big issue. And when you're talking about a staffing shortage, that does absolutely affect the patients. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. When you have the same volume of work coming through for the pharmacists, to do, and they don't have technicians. Um, it just makes it so much more difficult to actually um, get things done and to take care of people the way you'd like to take care of people. Um, so, you know, I tell people, um, just having conversations, they're like, well, how long does it take to put a pill in a bottle? 
Well, you know, it's it's a little more than that. You got to make sure it's the right pill. You got to make, sure, you gotta make, one, you gotta make <laughs> sure it's the right pill, right? And we got to look and make sure we're, you're not going to die yeah. because we are we are the last line of defense yes. pharmacy. We're the and last there's no line. interactions and the, you don't have any exactly. allergies. And... All of this stuff that goes into it, questioning, oh my goodness, this did they mean to put that extra zero there yeah. behind that one? Um, that, you know, like so, and decimal places can kill people. Mm-hmm. So um, again, so... Staffing shortages is a major, major, major issue, and it also puts the stress on your mental capacity as well, right? Absolutely, 100%. (laughs) I mean, you know, you're there, you're trying to get things done, and you feel like you're losing your mind because you don't have enough time to do what you need to do. And I'm sure in primary care, that's the way that it was. Absolutely, and your ultimate goal is taking care of the patient. Mm Mm-hmm. As cliche as that may sound, but that is our goal. We're trying to help people. And when Mm -hmm. you have that much stress and the time constraints and the, you Mm -hmm. know, every constraint you possibly could, it really takes a toll on your, on our mental health. Exactly. So I think today I really want to invite callers to call in ask questions, 844-STUDIO-4. I think this is a conversation that um, a lot of people probably have a lot of input that they'd like to to add. And I would love to, to hear if uh, someone wants to, to call in. But we do know that currently people are having problems getting to the goals that they need to get with regard to their health. And all of the barriers to that, things like shortages, how much time, well, how much time do you have? So Joseph, you tell me, how much time do you have to spend with, so patient comes in and, you know, they have an appointment at 4.30, mm-hmm. okay? They check in, they go sit down, they wait for their name to be called. At that point, they go back. How much time do you have with them? So coming from a, the primary care mm-hmm. standpoint, mm-hmm. when it was, say it was a follow-up for, and here's a good example of like okay. the mental health. So uh, a follow-up for mental health, a new medication or or Mm -hmm. medication they've been placed on, 15 minutes. Sick visit, strep throat, 15 minutes. A lot of times, though, there was double booking, meaning both those appointments would be in that 15-minute time slot. Or you'd have a a physical exam where you're supposed to have 30 minutes, but yet, you know, you'd have a strep throat or something added to the schedule, but it was never just that. And especially, Mm -hmm. you know, there's so many things that people have concerns about and you have seven and a half minutes Mm. to deal with all of it. And, you know, right. That was, that takes a toll on you as well as a provider. So the time, so where, where's the time constraint come from? Where does the time, like is, who is dictating the amount of time that you spend? Where is that driven from? I think it's like a whole complex mm-hmm. system because the way our schedule was designed, we'd mm-hmm. have a few open slots so that when people started calling at 8 a.m. in the morning, if they were sick, they could get worked in. Okay, so they did have open slots right. for those sick yes. visits. But there's a lot of providers that don't do that. But our mm-hmm. system had required that, but still other providers in the system didn't do that. So it was very complex, but we as providers within that practice were very focused on serving our patients and making sure we could get them in. And, you know, it's Friday afternoon at four o'clock and someone has to go pick up their child from daycare or they have to leave work 
and, you know, they need to be checked for flu or mm-hmm. they need their refill or anything, we, you know, would do our best to accommodate these people. I mean, that is, that's scary. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Mom may have a question that she needs to get asked and you really don't have the time you mm-hmm. want to take with mom. This And people have a myriad of issues, right? right? So they're in there and they feel like, oh my gosh, I'm finally talking with my provider. Yeah. Let me just, you know, spill my guts. I got to let them know what's going on. But you're like, okay. Oh, by the way, we'd always say that was the thing. You'd have your hand on the door. Oh, by the way, I'm having chest pain. <laughs> like, oh my goodness, what do I do? In, what do I do in 15 seconds at this point, right? Wow. Again, guys, this is this is real, real, real talk here. Um, we will continue our conversation when we get back from break um, on our issues in the U.S. healthcare system. See you when you get back. Hello, hello, and welcome back to The L Show. I'm your host, Dr. Nicole Eastman. I'm here with Dr. Josette Jofrida, and we are talking about the issues that we are having in the U.S. with the healthcare system and all of the barriers that we face, both as healthcare providers and also the barriers that patients face in getting the outcomes that they need. And we're kind of just going through kind of things that that are occurring on both sides. We were just, we just left off with the amount of time that we're able to spend with a patient when they have multiple things going on and oh by the way oh the oh by the the oh by the way i'm having chest pain <laughs> and you know trust me i i, I as a <laughs> as a patient that's what you want to be able to yeah. say but you're not thinking that the provider has three other has people three waiting other, in rooms yes, that you have to go see exactly and- exactly so but the but again the problem is is that we don't have enough providers we don't have enough people in places that can actually take the time to spend with people right. which is the reason why many people leave the confines of the system and go out on their own right so they can spend the time that they want to spend i'll say this at the pharmacy you know um we would get a a prescription in and, um, you know, this one comes in and before the prescription actually was even printed off, the person was already there, but, but there's already 10 other people that are there for their prescriptions that, you know, you're trying to, to get out. And that was the, the major complaint for my, from my pharmacist, um, to me was that, you know, it's just, we got to, okay, so at one point in time, it was a 15-minute guarantee. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, a 15-minute guarantee, this is not McDonald's. This is not, you know, this yeah. is not Pizza Hut or whoever does the 15-minute, I don't know who, yeah. was that Domino? Was that Domino's like 30 minutes or something? Or was it yeah. Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's Freaky Fast or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Some, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> we're, we're digressing. So, <laughs> but, you know, but there was where it was the promise of it being, you know, 15 minutes. And what, what did that do? All that did was... Piss a bunch of people off, and right? Make, and mistakes. And mistakes were happening. And we found that, you know, this was just not fair. It wasn't fair to the patient. It wasn't fair to the healthcare provider because you still want to make sure you're counseling people on their medication. 
You want to make sure that if they have a question that is getting answered. But unfortunately, that's not happening when there are 30 people in line and you're having to do in a 12-hour shift a 1,000 prescriptions. Mm -hmm. So that is a lot going through the counter. So again, the issue is not enough, not enough people. We need, we need more people. We need more people. Um, So just from a pharmacist perspective, I want people to know that the pharmacist, they don't make money until that prescription gets in your hand. Right. Right. So we don't make any money until the prescription gets in your hand. So we want it to get in your hands, but we want it to get to your hands correctly. We want to keep you alive. Right. You know, um, we want to be able to tell you what you need to know about it, but the system is just not set up for it. It's volume driven, volume driven versus, you know, the the quality, it's the quantity. So it's quantity driven, not quality driven. Right. Right. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. unfortunately, I wonder what sort of um, algorithms in, like in ho- in a hospital. I wonder, like, do they say, okay, you need to see this number of patients in this amount of time in order for it to make sense? A lot of it played into readmissions and mm. having a patient leave within two days. You know, they had mm-hmm. they got a cast and. A cardiac, you know, their mm-hmm. heart looked at and fixed up and they had to leave within two days or three days. And then if they were readmitted, you get dinged from that previous visit and the payment. I don't understand the whole complexity of it, but yeah. it was based on, you know, readmission and keeping mm. these people out of the hospital. Hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. So I, I feel like... And you don't during- really have time to, to really try to help them stay out of the hospital. Right. And, and I mean, that probably all kind of went out the window with COVID and... Or got readjusted, I guess. Yes, yes, yes. And speaking of COVID, we were talking about this. COVID really also um, really exposed the the weakness in our mental health, like the mental health capacity. And that's the mental health for providers, mental health for patients. Right. Patients are at home; they're not able to go out. Providers are in the hospital, or in the hospital possibly, but this telemedicine became much more prevalent, right? right? Um, but then when a provider was in the hospital, all of the the procedures and, you know, I know that we had to, um, there was a, um, a uh, patient of ours who had to take their daughter to the ER, but she couldn't go in mm-hmm. with her daughter. Right. And you understand why, but for, you know, a mom who is concerned and upset, it's like what... And, and this was a like a reoccurring thing with, with the, the child. And so the mom was losing her mind because she wasn't able to get it. So that became an issue on its own. Right. You know, but then we have from the mental health, from the mental health perspective, providers overworked, providers are breaking down. We had people walk out. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we just had Farmageddon. So Farmageddon, that was just uh, a few days ago. Well, was it, did it start on Monday or maybe Monday or Tuesday, um, where it was basically a planned walkout pharmacist and the staff walking out. Now, um, it didn't happen um, a whole lot around here, but I heard it happened in other places. That will stop. I mean, that is nuts. You cannot operate a pharmacy 
without a pharmacist. Right. But the condition it was due to the conditions. It was due to just being overworked, the workload, not being able to take care of people and your licenses on the line. Because right. if something happens, you kill somebody, it's going to be on you. Right. right. Um, but yeah, just these that shouldn't have to get to that point right. in which, you know, there's no, they feel like there's no support and things like that, but it's a cycle. It is just a huge cycle that wears down right. on people. Wasn't 2020 or 2021 the year where the most number of people like left their jobs mm-hmm. and changed to something else or mm-hmm. stayed at home or whatever? Yeah. I totally get it. Exactly. Because that was me. I, mean, I, was thinking, yeah, I was like, wait a minute, that was me. Yeah. I left and, yeah. you know, said, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, but for good for good reason, you want to be able to, well, for us, I knew I wanted to be able to take care of people the way that people needed to be taken care of. I did not, I didn't want to have to deal with, okay, I only have this amount of time um, that I, you know, have to, you know, get 50,000 prescriptions done. And then I only have 15 minutes to talk to Every patient, every every person who comes through who's getting a medication should be talked to. Should time should be spent with them. Right. Um, but you just don't have that luxury if you are, you know, in a situation where you're being quantity, 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 quantity. Right. You know. So mental health, mental health. That is that's a, a big thing. So I like the art. So we were talking about another article. It was um, it was the Biden. The Biden-Harris administration that takes action to make it easier to access in-network mental health care. Um, that was interesting because apparently um, there, um, it was called the, the Mental Health Parity and Addiction Equity Act. And what it was was that it was a requirement for people who had, people who had private insurance that they were able to, that they were, how do, how do we put it? That they were able to have the same level of benefits if they were going for mental health or substance abuse that they would if they were going for just physical general health. Yeah, yeah. General, general health. And that just wasn't the issue. Right. So still, even after that, there was still a problem. So then this came out where they were talking about different things that they were going to make provider, make, sorry, make the insurance companies do to make sure that it was equal because what was happening was people were trying to find a good mental health or substance abuse provider, wasn't in their network. Yeah. They had to go outside a network. Which Such a problem. And that's, that's horrible. So in network is, is less expensive, right. but because you don't have a provider, you're forced to go out of network. And then some people couldn't afford right. to get the care. And yeah, that definitely plays a role because I would have many people I would try and refer and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, it's not covered or that medication's not covered or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because in, in primary care, we had to do a lot until they could get, you know, it was like until they could get to see a, a mm-hmm. mental health provider. And we were discussing earlier, if they were in the emergency room for, you know, a, a crisis, right. they could be there for days and not have a place and need to be hospitalized. And need to be hospitalized. That's just, yeah. I, that, that, that's absolutely nuts. And I don't know if our, our listeners remember that I had a, a show on that um, just around the whole difficulty with getting assistance and difficulty with navigating the system when it comes to mental health crises, situations just like that. Somebody needs to be seen. It's, it's, it is a crisis and they aren't getting any 
help. Yeah. They're just sitting there hoping for a bed to open up. And what if a bed doesn't, which was the situation in the case that I talked about, um, the bed did not open up. And that teen was there for five days mm-hmm. and had to be sent home still with no real help. Yeah. And then following up with an outpatient provider, yeah. good luck finding one. That's just, that, that, that's just so sad, but so, something else. So while we're talking about kids, um, if, while we're talking about kids, so something that we just brought up that really just just chapped me, it chapped me, and, and I, I can just touch on it really quickly, and then we can continue to talk when, uh, when we get back from break. Um, basically, there is, let's see, Carolina Care Access for Young Adults. So basically, access to your child's um, account as of November the 1st, you will, as a legal guardian or parent, you will no longer have access to prescription information for children between the ages of 12 and 17. I mean, mind blown. That is mind blowing. And we're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. Wow. Unbelievable. Welcome back to The L Show. I'm your host, Dr. Nicole Eastman. I'm here with my guest, Dr. Josette Giofrida. So we were talking about something that just blows my mind. Um, not having access. Your child's. To your child's medication information is... I am just, I am just floored. Now, mind you, before the show, we saw this. So we haven't even really had time to digest it. And so I think I'm just still very angry. So, um, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to make sense of why, um, trying to give the benefit of the doubt. So right. why, why? I, mean, I get it a little bit. Yeah. Things yeah. like um, pregnancy prevention, that kind of thing, maybe mm-hmm. STD treatment. But but there's so many things that go into like pregnancy prevention, like mm-hmm. birth control. Mm-hmm. You you're not knowing about birth control. We talked about the fact there could be you could have a familial clotting, clotting yeah. disorder mm-hmm. that precludes you from you know being on birth. But the child's not going to know, right? So then what? Yeah. So hopefully it's in their history. But oh, hope hopefully hopefully. Yeah. But you know we forget to tell a lot of things. Like yeah. when we have you know you're not thinking about all this stuff, right? right. But I just really, and I hope that other people out there are like, what in the world? Because this is not unique, we're finding out. So there are other, there are healthcare systems out there that do the same thing, that don't allow parents to have access. And I'm saying when you're 12 years old and you're living in my house and I am paying for your health insurance... And (laughs) (laughs) the list goes on. The list goes on. This is just, again, we, what's the good of this? Somebody just tell me. I just want to know what is, what's the good of this? Maybe somebody, if somebody can can answer this question, they need to call in right now to 1-844-STUDIO-4 to make me feel better. The only thing I can think, well, not the what I think is it's geared towards birth control pills and that kind of thing. Okay. But 
If your child yeah. had strep and they're supposed to get their amoxicillin, don't you want to know? Don't you want? Don't you want to know? Yeah, to make sure they take all of it. Yeah. So, th- so like, okay, and I'm, I'm trying, but I, it just can't. I can't. You know what? I just can't make. <laughs> I cannot make any any sense of this. But again, you know, we we have time. We have time to institute things like this, right? But yet. There's no time to figure out some of the other issues that we have in the healthcare system that exactly. could support, you know, being able to care for people better, right? right? So from, and I think about, okay, what's, what is a, an example? So say this child doesn't have a great relationship with the parent, and so the child is afraid to let the parent know that this is what's going on. Okay, right? Okay, yeah, fine. However, if we had other things in place, like counseling services, things like that, that could help from a root cause perspective, right? From a root cause perspective, if we put more money into things like that, I think there'd probably be less of things like this. But I just... Did somebody, do you think that maybe somebody sued or do you think this had to be something, but it took time and it took people meeting. It took, yes. Also, (laughs) that's what it's like. All of the, (laughs) the meetings upon meetings, the meetings about the meetings that they were going to have, um, the payroll that went into developing this. I mean, I know how long it takes to develop, you know, processes and procedures and all of that, like what goes into it. You have 50 meetings before you actually have the meeting and all of these people have to be present. And you're thinking about, okay, how much manpower do we have to hire to make sure that it goes in? I mean, there's got to be some manpower invested here to try to explain to pissed off parents why they can't access it. And locking out the system and that kind of thing. All of that stuff. And so, uh, and I said it, I said it when we were on break, if so my child, if they have to, you know, go on their little application and hit allow, <laughs> right? That's so official, their application. Yeah, <laughs> they have to go on that application on their phone and say allow. I'm going to be, okay, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, go, go, ahead and press, go ahead yeah. and press allow or yeah. go ahead and just log into your phone and give me your phone. Yeah. Okay, so I'm sorry if there's someone out there listening saying, okay, I'm yeah. going to contact that mom and say, let's, let's break the law. But really... That's what I would but do. But don't you own that phone too? I own that phone. <laughs> Thank you, Josette. I own the phone as well. I am paying the bill, so it really isn't their phone. Exactly. My point. Well, that might change one day too. So, you know, once you buy it for them, it's theirs or whatever. Yeah, there's going to be some laws. Yeah, privacy yeah. act. <laughs> and we're not political. So guys, listen. So on the show, we're not, we're, we're trying to stay non-political. This is just real. And I'm reacting to this as a parent. And just, this is just unbelievable to me that this is something that is out there. And it did happen in primary care. Uh, I'm sure it's in both systems, but, you know, once a child turned whatever, I can't even remember what age, if it was 13 or 15, Mm -hmm. I would have parents reach out to me and be like, I can't get into their chart. What's going on? I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, they'll have to allow you to, yeah, yeah, or they'll have to give you the password or whatever. So, yeah. Talk about mental stress. Yeah. 
talk about mental stress. Yeah. That for me is, is stressful. Yeah. That is just a stressful thing, right? Yep. Oh my goodness. So, okay, we're, we're, mo- we're going to move on from that, but we had, I just had to bring this up because again, we just saw this before the show and I'm like, yeah, this is- <laughs> I'm like texting it to you. <laughs> yeah. Like what in the heck is this? So, um, so Josette, let's, let's start talking about like, what do we, just some options for people like that we can think of, right? So the person who is trying to find a good provider. I think there's a new app, actually. Really? There's a new application for There's that. a new application. <laughs> okay, okay. And I cannot remember the name of it, but I guess okay. you type it in. I don't know if it costs you anything. I would hope not. But hmm. Maybe I where, can find this out and then Yeah, I heard it. a commercial for it somewhere, but you can type in your area or whatever, and it mm-hmm. gives you doctors, their ratings and reviews and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And supposedly people have had good success. And I think I might've heard it. I'm one of the, I listen to true crime podcasts. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Yes. I think it was on one of those. Huh. So kind of like a Angie's list yeah. for providers. Yes. So, and I guess I'm sure that they have it broken down by the different specialties or right. whatever. Hmm. Hmm. So, okay. So it, we got to find out what that application is. Yeah. Um, maybe, you know, we could Google, you know, application to find, you know, right. doc in area. And I feel like in this area, we are limited mm-hmm. because we've got one system and another system and your insurance pretty much tells you, you can go to one system or the other or the system. Other. Yeah. And within that, you can only go to those specialists. Mm-hmm. Um, you can only be referred to this diagnostic, like this, you know, x-ray place or whatever. So, yeah, that's... That's for real. <laughs> so, okay. Um, when we think about, so that's just trying to figure out, you know, how to find, how to find a good provider. And in, in one of the articles that we have, um, they were saying it's not taking care to not do too much shopping around if the condition is such that you need Im- immediate, immediately immediate care. So right. if, you know, it's cancer and whatnot, well, we, we got to get you into an, on, an oncologist ASAP, right? Um, and you don't have five months to shop around. Right. And no. then back to mental health, be like, oh yeah, we can see them in six months from now. Like that, that's another thing. Yeah. So we, it, exactly. Well, I need to see somebody. Well, yeah. I'm sorry, we don't have any appointments yeah. available. We'll put you on the cancellation list yeah. and yeah. see. Yeah. So Access, so acts, trying to find a good provider. Um, another thing that I think about is, is things around your disease state and disease state, disease state education and trying to um, wrap your head around all the medications that you're taking. Um, again, like it's important for people to know why they are taking what they are taking and when they're in the office with the doctor, they're like, I'm going to give you this, I'm going to give you that. And mm-hmm. they're probably in their heads thinking about what the doctor said about their illness, not necessarily what they're going to be taking. But there are people who, and I see it every day, every day, people don't really don't understand um, the delicate nature of the things that they're taking and how they take it. Um, Grapefruit juice. Gr- yeah. <laughs> think, just things, things of that nature. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit more when we come back from, from break to give you guys some options with that. Well, 
welcome back to The L Show. I'm your host, Dr. Nicole Eastman, and I'm here with my guest host, Dr. Josette Giafrida, in our last segment. This has been fun, very interesting, and it got my blood pressure a little bit elevated. Last <laughs> right before we started. Right, exactly. <laughs> so um, when we were going to break, I had mentioned, you know, so we talked about you know, somebody's trying to find a good provider, like, okay, there's an application that we're going to have to find out what that application is. Um, and possibly, yes, <laughs> application. Um, app mom. Yeah, the app, I know, exactly. I'm sure my daughters are probably like, oh my gosh, my mom. Um, you know, ways to help people to find providers. Um, thing, and, and then there's the other issue of, and just this morning I had a, um, I had a client and I do, we do medication therapy reviews um, where in recommendations, basically where we sit down with people and, you know, this is by appointment because it does take, it does take a while and the preparation takes a while too, but we have many patients who have complicated medication regimens or they just have a bunch of medications and supplements and they don't understand oftentimes how things work together, like drug-drug interactions. They don't understand that they should also be taking something else. Mm -hmm. um, they don't understand that there's duplicates. And sometimes it's because they're seeing different yes. providers. Specialists sometimes don't communicate, they don't even communicate. though they were referred by the primary exactly. care provider. And so they don't have any, there's no insight into, okay, what happened once they left me to go to there. Mm -hmm. So that is one thing that is unique in, in pharmacy that, that, you know, we can, and at my pharmacy specifically, like I said, I was doing one this morning, you know, just going through, okay, so a patient with multiple medications, a few different disease states, they're also on vitamins and supplements. They also have goals that they're trying to get to. Uh, this person's, one of this person's goals was to be able to walk their grandchild down the aisle. And so, I mean, that is touching, right? And so they're here trying to understand what's going on with me. Why am I feeling this way? Should I be doing X? Should I be doing Y? And just through that, through that, we were able to kind of make some plans and make some actions and I can make recommendations and things of that nature. And of course, it's up to the provider to, to take those recommendations. But again, it still gives the patient some insight into what's going on. So that is something that um, if people are have these really complicated medication regimens, you can rely on your pharmacist to assist you with that, but they've got to have time to do it. The reason why I do what I do is because I is very intentional in me making time to do this because it's important for people. So just you have partners, you have partners in, in your healthcare journey, and that's what we're here for. And I'll say too, like in your, with your practice, you have more time Right, to spend with people. Right. Right, to sit down and talk to them and explain to them what's going on. And they on. want to be there. And they, and they want <laughs> to be there, right? Exactly. So that's, that's important. And again, <clears throat> I've always said a pharmacy typically is not where people want to go. Now I did. Now I. Oh, yours is so pretty. Oh, I like. Thank you. I remember the first time I walked in there, I was like, "Oh, it's so nice in here." <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Well, you know, I would just I and and part of the reason why I made it look the way that it looks is because I wanted people to want to come there to feel like they are special, and so um, that that was a goal because when I was on the bench practicing in retail, nobody wanted to come to the yeah. pharmacy. They were like. Oh, 
gosh, yeah. they're they're already they're gotta angry. Got to wait in that line. Got to wait there. in the line and whatnot. Now you did have a few people who they got up and that was their interaction. Man, they're like, listen, I'm going to talk to. Yeah, I talk to the people in the line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're having a day of exactly it. make a whole day of it, and they're just happy. Yeah. You know, but that is still still few and far in between. So um, there are ways to help you to get questions answered that you, you know, may not have had time to on that, you know, 15, 20 minute visit that you had. So that is another option for people when navigating the difficulties with, you know, just the challenges to get into your, your goal. Um, staffing shortages, that's one thing that, you know, is universal, is universal, unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's universal. Um, and it's in the hospitals, it's outpatient, it's everywhere. It's specialty, it's, it's, it's everywhere. And pharmacy, I, obviously, yes. for sure. And I wish I had a, a magic bullet, a magic bullet for that. But I just say, if you find, if you do find a provider's office that you like, try to stick with mm-hmm. that because it's so few and far in between now to where, where you don't feel like a number. Right. So it's like a, it's a gift. Um, Zoc Doc is it? Thank you, thank you, thank you, oh, thank you yes. for that. Yes, our producer Bill found. So Zoc Doc is the application. I'm so Zoc Doc Z O C D O C is the application to use, and you can find in care coverage. That's amazing. Thank you, Bill. Bill's the man. Thank you. Um, so again, we have we have that application. Yes. You know, app, we, app. yeah, we have the, <laughs> we have the app. Um, you know, we have, you know, you have an opportunity with your pharmacist to sit down. Well, with, you should, but again, you could come to me for that. Um, you, and also when it comes to your provider's offices, like I said, wouldn't you agree? If you find one that you like, try to figure stay. out, yeah. try to stay, yeah. try to stay because then you, you don't feel like a number and you feel like you're getting something right. out of it. Right. Um, Transparency is another thing that, you know, people are saying that they don't really feel like they have. Now, I know you and I know you are a great, you you explain things really good with your patients, Mm -hmm. right? But some patients don't get that everywhere. They just don't. Yeah, we were chatting before. I would, you know, sit down and sometimes I would sit down and the, the thing that comes out from the chair, like, yeah, I know. Yes. Yeah, like, so yes. I would sit down, I'm low talking, <laughs> have a conversation, even though mm-hmm. I have eight people waiting for me and then yes. have to fill nine re- prescription, you know, refill, nine, yes. whatever. So I would have the conversation, make sure they understood everything. And yet mm-hmm. they would email me later or complain to someone later that mm-hmm. I never told them that. And I'd be like, really? Wait, wait, wait. I did, I did, I did. Yes. And so, and you know, and you think about, you think about that client. Mm-hmm. So that client. There's it, obviously something else going something on. Something else. That yeah. That in client. their head that they didn't, that they didn't, we find yeah. it funny. We're like, wait, no, we did have, well, yeah. we, we had that conversation, but you know, what was it? Like there was something going on that didn't allow them to, to hear it. Right. You know, but it was great. Like if mm-hmm. I would remember that they had a grandchild in Alaska, and I would ask them about that. Those are the kinds of things that stuck with them. Yet mm-hmm. me describing their medication may not have stuck with them. Yeah, so. it was, because you know what? That was like an emotional thing. So you're asking right. about a grandchild. Obviously, it's, I care. Yeah, you know? you, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They have the emotion. They're like, oh, my gosh, you remember. She yeah. remembered. But I don't remember a dang thing she said yeah. about that medication. Did she, yeah. did she even say anything about yeah. the medication? Right. But you did. Yeah. Right. But um, so, you know, 
again, transparency is is a is a concern um, for 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 people. Um, but again, you find that provider, stick with mm-hmm. that provider. Yeah. Right. Um, also, we think about errors that happen. Mm-hmm. Right. So again, with the it, it really is a cycle. I feel like it's like I'm being repetitious because everything goes into the other time and pressure and stress and burnout and wanting to do the right thing, but you just don't have the time. I mean, you're going to do your best to do it. And mm-hmm. my best may not be that person's best, but you, we all have the same goal. Take care mm-hmm. of people, right? Mm-hmm. Like I said before, as cliche as that sounds, that's our goal. I'm sure there's some that are in it, not for those reasons, but yeah, right. Right. But having the same common goal should all bring us on the same, you know, playing field, but it doesn't always work that way, unfortunately. So it is, there's corrupt, there's, there's bad stuff everywhere. There's, there's bad stuff. There's bad stuff everywhere. So, and if you get the EBGBs when you're in that situation with a provider, then listen, yeah, listen, 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 because again, if, if you got you got to feel like they care. You got to feel like they're out to make sure that, you are getting what you need because you think that's the reason why they yeah. do what they do, why they did what they did, why they went into the, you know, the but profession. Here's an example. A former patient of mine told me, you know, she had to find a new provider. Mm-hmm. And she said that she went to this provider and that provider was like, oh, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> the whole time. And she was like, so just felt like... Yeah, she says that to you know the provider says that to everyone, and it was rote. It yeah, was very like animated. No, yeah, realness. Well, no, no, gen- awesome. no, gen- no gen- there awesome. wasn't genuine. Yes. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. says it to everybody. Yeah, hopefully that person has to figure out, but I don't even know the person, the provider's name. So, <laughs> well, listen, guys, as we come to a close, I want to thank everyone who tuned in to this week's segment of the L Show. I'm your host, Dr. Nicole Eastman, pharmacist and owner of Rose Pharmacy and Boutique Apothecary. And a huge thank you to Josette. Tell the audience where they can get more information about you. Um, RefreshLKN.com. Instagram is Refresh underscore LKN. And then on Facebook, what am I on Facebook? Refresh. Refresh. We have a little blue symbol on there. so <laughs> I know you don't know all the little yeah. ones. <laughs> but definitely on Insta, it's refresh underscore LKN. That's me, but refreshlkn.com is our website. So. Wonderful. And it's a beautiful website, a beautiful space as well. So for those of you who missed any part of the show or any of our previous shows, you can find them on wssnews.com or you can watch by following them on Facebook. And we are also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And I once again invite you to come and visit me at the store, especially especially considering now we've got a lot of stuff going on, lots of things that we need help with. I'm here to help you. Thanks again for spending this Friday with me. I can't wait to see you all again next week. Have a fun and safe weekend. Yay. Thank you, Josette. My pleasure. 105.9, 100.7, WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.